Welcome to Real Food, Real Conversations with Sophia DeSantis, where we focus on finding our happy balance between salad and fries. everybody. Welcome back to the Real Food, Real Conversations podcast with me, Sophia DeSantis, and I am so happy to have you back today. This is episode 87, and I am taking a little episode break on having people on to do a little episode just on me and my story because this subject has come up quite a bit lately, and I thought it was a really important topic that I really wanted to cover. Basically, today we're going to talk a little bit about wellness overall. Um, including diet and food choices, and how it is not a one-size-fits-all approach. Um, We see that online, there is so many, just so much wording and, and things coming at us that choosing to eat a certain way, one way over the other, is superior, not superior, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And while I do create plant-based recipes, gluten-free recipes to show everybody how delicious plants and gluten-free eating can be. I also don't subscribe into the all or nothing mentality that sometimes this niched world um, online in the diet world, especially uh, makes you think that you have to follow. And I know I've been pretty vocal about this in general, but the big thing is that in our family, we have different needs. And when I mean needs, I mean serious medical needs. So for example, my husband and those of you that know my story know that my whole business started back in 2012 because my husband had heart issues his entire life, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, was on medication. um, And by entire life, I mean entire adult life, not as a child, um, and was on medication. And then his medication stopped working. And so we started seeing, or he started seeing a new cardiologist, local cardiologist that planted the seed about um, helping his issues through dietary changes. And that he had worked with a lot of clients um, to help reverse all these heart issues, um, major ones also, you know, blockage, all that kind of stuff through dietary changes. And my husband decided to give that a shot. And basically, in a nutshell, three months in um, of overhauling our diet. Um, he was off all his medications, blood pressure, cholesterol, all back to normal. Um, and has not been on medication since. And that was since 2013. Um, now not to say that everybody would not be able to be on medication, but for him, he was able to wean off of everything successfully. Um, and I also need to preface this with that dietary overhaul for us, we believed that we were healthy. We had a healthy diet. We ate a lot of whole foods, a lot of fruits and veggies. We didn't eat a lot of like fast food, processed foods, things like that. Um, But we did eat animal products. And what we've realized over the years, now that we've been doing this, oh my gosh, is that close to like nine years now? Um, It's insane to say that. Um, maybe more like eight, Um, but still we've had some time under our belt to see how things have progressed. And we've definitely gone up and down with our strictness and things like that, but ultimately landed in this place of balance and balance for us means that we take care of the things we medically can't have first. So he cannot have, he doesn't eat meat. 
um, once a blue moon, he might eat some fish or something like that, but he doesn't eat meat like ever because his body, even just, I mean, if he were to have like a tiny bit once in a while, like it wouldn't be a big deal, but any regular consumption of meat is a problem for him. It raises his blood pressure. It raises his cholesterol because of the way his body processes that. Now, every once in a while, he might eat some dairy and, or eggs sometimes, um, that kind of depends on if we're eating at home, if we're eating out, if we're going to people's houses. So we kind of find this balance on that end with those things because of the mental health piece. Now, again, not everybody's the same, but in our family, the stress of always having to tick every little tiny box and worry about every little tiny thing is stressful. And stress causes issues in your physical health as well, if not more than certain foods um, for us. So we don't stress about the little things, but I will tell you that he knows that if he overdoes it in animal products, that he can feel it very, very quickly. So he has learned to manage that. So now fast forward to me and my medical needs. Um, a couple of years ago, I went through early onset menopause. Um, I guess it's been more than a couple of years ago now. Um, I'll be 45 soon. And through that, I learned that I cannot digest gluten. And ha- if this has been an issue a lot of my life, perhaps, I'm not 100% sure Um, I I think it has been, but I know that I also had a pretty big issue with dairy because when I was younger, I realized this in my teens and I was diagnosed with IBS when I was in my early twenties and I subsequently like took dairy ish out of my diet. But then when we switched my husband's diet, that is when I mostly removed dairy and I will still have it every once in a blue moon. Um, but I know when I have it, it affects me and I can see it pretty quickly. Were part of my IBS issues um, with gluten, maybe because it never really, even without the dairy, I still had some issues and they progressively got worse as I started going through these hormonal changes in my body. And I do think that the hormonal changes, if it was an issue, made the issue 10 times worse because I started seeing a naturopathic doctor And the first thing that came up in my testing was gluten. And so she had me remove gluten from my diet completely. Now, there's a lot of controversy on gluten. And I will tell you, I don't think gluten-free is synonymous with healthy because I think that people that remove gluten, they also remove a lot of healthy fiber and healthy grains because a lot of the gluten-free stuff you buy at the store is not as great for you as whole grains, sprouted grains, things that I personally really, really, really loved. And so it was a challenge for me to remove gluten and still get the fiber, the grains that I, my body needed and wanted, um, but without the gluten. So another thing, a side note here is that ever since I was in college, I developed really bad seasonal allergies to the point where at one point I was on four different meds. I was on a nose spray inhaler. Um, uh, pill. I went through, um, allergy shots, which helped a little bit, but I have never in my life up until a year ago or so, um, I've never in my life, adult life been able to not have an allergy medicine. 
Uh, I have done a spray for most of the life my life, like most of my adult life. Um, I hadn't been on when I met this functional medicine doctor. I hadn't been on um, a inhaler or a, a a pill, but I used a spray twice a day constantly, and I could not not use it. Um, about six months after removing gluten from my body, my allergies disappeared, like shockingly disappeared. I did not have them anymore. I did not have the swelling of my abdomen. I did not have the acid reflex type feeling in my esophagus. Um, it all left. And so it made me realize that I had a major problem with gluten that I didn't really realize I had. Um, and the thing with gluten is you can't be a little bit gluten-free. You're either gluten-free or you're not, because even a little bit of gluten can cause problems. And so while I did eat gluten-free pasta, we did um, for many years. I liked it. I enjoyed it. And um, I had some gluten-free things that I loved. Like I loved quinoa. I loved rice. We, I still had my sprouted grain breads and my tortillas and things like that. And so Gluten was not out of my system, but once it was, it was insane that all of my allergies left. I have not been on a nose spray in a year, almost a year now. And so gluten for me is a medical issue. Um, I have had gluten by accident um, since I removed it from my diet. And I will tell you that when I have gluten, like I, it was once happened at dinner time. Um, when we were out and the next day I woke up, my sinuses were swollen shut. My esophagus felt like I had acid reflux. Um, my belly wasn't as descended as it used to be when I was eating it all the time. Um, I'm, I'm sure there's a medical reason for that, but I instantly knew that I had been wounded. And so I know, am I celiac? I don't know because I, to really get tested well for that, you have to gluten load and I don't want to do that. And honestly, um, I've talked about it with my doc and the question is, what would it change if I, if I found out I was celiac for sure? Cause we suspect, but, um, what would it change? And the answer is nothing. I would still do what I do now, which is I'm very, very, very strict on gluten. I don't eat it. I don't risk it. Um, it is what it is. So I am very cognizant that when I go out, I cannot have gluten. So this one size fits all approach of if we did what, what we had to do for my husband or me or both of us together, we're doing things that isn't necessarily tailored and what's best for us. So when I go out, I don't want to stress about anything but the gluten because I know for a fact I cannot have gluten. My husband knows for a fact he cannot eat meat. So we do what is best for each of us when we go out at home, because I'm creating recipes all the time and, um, you know, photographing them, testing them for my business. Most of our meals are gluten-free and, um, animal product-free plant-based. But for example, um, if it's a burrito, I use my gluten-free tortilla, the kids and my husband use their regular tortillas. So when it's things like that, like sandwiches, panini, when it's things like that, but that also brings another element into this is that like at home, when I'm making a burrito, like our grilled burritos that I make, I have to grill mine first because I cannot grill theirs on the same pan without washing it that I grill mine because it is an issue. Um, and that is how careful I am. So um, I, I want to move away from 
saying that it's there's one way for everybody to eat best. And this is where we tend to talk, talk about how like diets fail. Diets fail because they aren't focused on your own individual lifestyles habits. It's not about one little meal that you're eating. It's, it's not even about one season because we all know holiday season, <laughs> lots of yummy stuff and I want to eat it. Um, it's about life in general and your total lifestyle um, and just making sure that you're tailoring your life based on what is best for you, not based on what an influencer says or you know, definitely based on what your doctor might say, um, getting your all your medical levels checked, all that kind of stuff is really, really, really important. But putting rules on what you're eating that isn't serving you, like I have to put the rule on myself that I can't eat gluten because it is a medical issue. But if I put the rule on myself that I can never, ever, ever eat an animal product, that doesn't always necessarily serve me. I feel best when I'm mostly plant-based, but when I go out, I don't want to stress about every little thing in my food. And so uh, for me, mental health wise, I have to be okay with that. And I have to accept that and give, and give myself grace for that because my mental health is also very important. And people don't realize that sometimes the rules we put on your, on ourselves are causing secondary issues with our mental health, with stress and anxiety and things like that. And I will tell you that that stuff can wreak havoc into your physical health. It truly can. Cause I have been there. I have been in a place where the stress and anxiety over what we ha have been consuming or, you know, things like that, it, re it, it seeps into your physical health. Um, I had some major issues with that and I have learned that it was not serving me, um, which is why I am here telling you today that a one size fits all approach does not work. Focus on what is best for you, creating lifelong habits that serve you and your health. And so in general, I preach a healthy balanced diet, but the term healthy balanced diet can mean something different for everybody, which is, again, why we need to step away from stringent rules. So for us, a healthy balanced diet means mostly plants, plant-rich options in everything that we eat. We include all of the macronutrients, which is something I really preach in unless you have a medical problem, you really shouldn't be cutting out a certain macronutrient. And by macronutrients, I mean fats, carbs, and proteins. I think it's important to balance those into your diets, making sure you have healthy fats, making sure you're including carbohydrates because you need carbs for energy for your brain to function. And you need protein, but you don't need to overdo it on the protein unless you're a bodybuilder or unless you have a, um, like you're working out and you have a specific goal and then you need, you probably need extra protein for that. But that general average person does not need to overdo it on the protein. Then the balance part comes in. And the balance part is the things I'm talking about that we don't want to stress over. Um, I'm going to let my kids eat certain things because that is what serves them in the moment. Um, we don't have rules on candy and things like that. We have a candy jar that's right on our cabinet. Um, my kids don't freak out over candy. They don't freak out over desserts. I mean, we've been to a, we were at a party a couple of weeks ago. My son had a cupcake and literally had like a couple bites of it. It's like, I'm over it. Um, so these are the things that I are important to me, their relationship with food, my relationship with food. So that is why I don't want to focus on a one size fits all approach. And I don't want to focus on stringent rules because it's really, really important to me that we have a happy, healthy relationship with food and that we allow balance. Going through holiday season, for example, um, which is when I'm recording this, even though it won't air till after holiday season, that is a season. And that is why you can't focus on 
your diet being defined by holiday season. I love going to parties where we have parties every single week in this holiday season. We are going to eat more than we normally do. We're going to eat probably a lot of treats and sweets and things like that, that we don't normally eat all the time. Um, and I'm going to enjoy it. And I'll probably feel a little puffy after all the drinks and sweets and things like that. But I know that come holiday season being over, when the parties stop and the entertainment stops, I look at January as almost like a hibernating month. When that happens and we're home more and we're making fresh, you know, wholesome, nutrient-rich food at home more, my body is going to go back to leveling out and feeling its absolute best. And I know that that's coming. And that is part of what is great for creating a balanced lifestyle and allowing yourself to eat the things that you enjoy. I don't allow myself to eat all the cookies and stuff at the cookie parties because they have the gluten. But let me tell you, if there is a gluten-free section and there's a plate of gluten-free cookies, I am going to indulge and I'm going to love it. And I'm going to enjoy every single morsel of it. <laughs> so the key here is that when you are online searching for what should I eat? What should I do? I want to change my diet. I want to get better. You know, I want to get healthier. I want to, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's important not to jump into one specific approach unless it's medically necessary um, because all those rules, it's not going to work out in the long run. Diets fail. That is what the science shows because diets aren't generally about creating lifelong habits. They're about creating stringent rules that you follow for a certain period of time. But the problem is when that time is over, you go back to your general lifestyle unless it's a lifestyle change. The other piece here is that you really should follow advice from qualified professionals. Yes, I am an influencer online. I am not a medical doctor. I am not a dietitian. I am not a nutritionist. I am certified in education. I am a very qualified teacher. I am here to teach you how to incorporate certain things into your diet that you want, whether that is plant-rich meals or whether you went to a dietitian or a doctor and they told you you had to cut out animal products. Um, I am here to teach you how to do that, but not to tell you what exactly it is you need to be eating. That is where my master's degree and all my experience lies is in the teaching portion of it. But in the actual specifics, you need to go see doctors, you need to see qualified professionals, you need to see dietitians, nutritionists, people that are actually qualified and not somebody that might be selling you something online. And I say this with you know, the greatest love for being an influencer myself, that people sometimes don't stay in their lane. And it can be really dangerous to you, your family, your friends, whoever it is. So I highly, highly recommend that you are careful about where you get your information. And that is about it. I just really wanted to put an episode out there talking about, you know, that just in general, your lifestyle, your choices really need to be tailored just to you, even in your own family. And that is what we struggle to do, you know, at home, it's still a struggle to remember that we're each individuals. And what works for my husband doesn't necessarily work for me. Uh, I just appreciate you all so much. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I love that you are here. I hope that I'm bringing you information that you can use. And if you love my podcast, and you have not left me a rating review on that purple podcast app, please follow, subscribe and leave it for me. The more rates and reviews that I get, the more I get my podcast out there and the more amazing guests I can bring on to help 
you know, everyone, people like you, and I'm just thankful. So thank you so much. And we'll chat again soon. Bye, everybody.